My Trip to Heaven today on Get the Hell Out of Your Life. It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. So good to be with you again. Heaven, is it real? Are our relatives there that have passed Will we be there when we leave this world? What's it like? Well, today's guest is going to tell you her experience when she went to heaven at the age of 17. For the past 20 years, I have interviewed at least 18 individuals that had near-death experiences. They died, they went to heaven, and came back to share their experiences. Now, all the people that I've talked to They all were from different parts of the world, but yet they came back with the same stories, the same visions, the same scenes and sounds and sights and smells. I think this subject is very fascinating. I do believe that these people really did go to heaven. I believe, this is my personal opinion, that God loves us so much that he will let people experience heaven and come back here to earth to share the good news so we will want to have a relationship with God so we can have eternal life with our creator. Well, my guest is Betty Cohn. She lives in Oklahoma. I'm really excited to have Betty share some of her highlights on her trip to heaven. Hello, Betty. How are you today? Just fine. Well, Betty, you had a near-death experience, and you went to heaven, and you had a conversation with Jesus. So I want the listeners to kind of feel like they're with you on this journey. So you're 17 years old, and if I'm correct, what I was reading was you were in a car wreck. Was that correct? Right. And you got, you looked, you were in the hospital room. All of a sudden, you were like a spirit, right? You looked over and tell us uh, what happened in the room when you noticed that you weren't, uh, <laughs> that wasn't you on the hospital bed. Right. I was just, I was there. I thought my whole body got up. I really did. I did notice, man, I feel great. Pain, no longer have pain in the head because <laughs> my head was hurting before that. And I just felt wonderful. And I thought, wow, this just feels great. I, I, I'd like to get out of here. And I went over to the mirror. Yes, and I couldn't get my hand through the my hand went right through the hairbrush because spirit can't pick up, you know, material things in this world. So I saw myself in the bed. Yes, and that was a little bit overwhelming. It's like how could first I did not even realize. You think you'd know instantly that it was yourself, but seeing yourself is different than looking at yourself in the mirror. I, I couldn't really realize that I kept looking close, and I thought, oh, that is me. I couldn't believe it. How could I be over here and yet my body's right there? Wow, you know, two different places. <laughs> And then you talk about this light, this this light that you got in this, like a time tunnel? Yes, it was like all of a sudden I'm just traveling at the fastest speed, beyond speed of light, through this long, long tunnel. And it was, but it was like dark, but I could see a light at the end. But I felt very, I felt fine, but I, oh, I, the speed, just like a rocket. <laughs> I felt like I was going so fast. But your spirit, you know, can handle all that. 
amazing and and the lights you saw you saw pillars of rainbows and i thought that was fascinating tell the listeners about that yes as we approach close to heaven it's like you slow down just like you do an aircraft an airplane and all of a sudden we're slowing down and uh, then each color it's like surrounding this uh this tunnel there's a light there's different colors that we're going through and first there's purple, blues, reds, all the colors of the rainbow. And you go through each one very slowly and you feel different attributes of God's character. Because I could feel, I didn't realize all this then, but see, looking back, oh my gosh, that's knowing the Bible like I do now. And all these things about God, of course, have very intimate, close with him now. And, but all the different attributes of him, his peace, his love, his glory, his majesty, all the different colors represented different parts of him. So you could feel anyway, that. Oh, I could literally, it just goes through your whole being. It's like you just become one with it. Wow. Very powerful. <laughs> well, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. And then you're greeted by someone. Did you say it was Abraham? Did Abraham meet you? Well, my grandpa first met me and greeted me there. And then he went on. And then Abraham, yes, after I then saw my relatives. And then here come Abraham. He had a long beard and. And I felt very close with him. You feel very close with everyone in heaven. I mean, all my relatives, my grandpa, I felt so close with my grandpa that when I came back, I still kept calling everybody grandpa because I was still over there in the spirit realm so strong. I was like I was more in heaven than I was here. It took a while for that to wear off. Well, you know, a lot of people wonder that, uh, Betty, when they die, will they see their relatives? So you saw all your relatives uh, on your mom's side and then on your dad's side. Is that correct? Yes, yes, they were all there waiting for me. Just they're 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 there instantly. I mean, they're just right there when you step off onto heaven when <laughs> you get there. What's the atmosphere like? I mean, is there is there music? You know, you hear about worshiping or angels or what kind of what's the atmosphere that you're inside of? The most beautiful colors of everything. I mean, the flowers, the grass, the mountains. I mean, it's just like a just almost like a glorified earth. Just everything we have here, but it's more so glorious and and the skyline of the buildings i mean they were shaped there was even stones and all kinds of beautiful stones like it talks about in the bible the jasper stones in different colors and also plants living plants woven into the structure of the buildings i mean it was just you never see anything like this it's just something out of this world <laughs> absolutely it is you know just just glorious and i heard also heard the most glorious music it's like every Every sound, every instrument is playing all at once is perfectly harmonized. It's the most glorious, beautiful music. And I can hear angels singing, and they never take a breath. It's like it's just a constant note. They just constantly sing. Beautiful. And this, so this atmosphere there is just, I mean, beyond paradise. And also, the most beautiful, one of the things that stood out so, so much to me, the most beautiful fragrance. It just saturates the whole place. Wow. I mean, it's, it's, it's so intoxicating. And I still smell that a lot of times when just the anointing is really strong or God's presence is really strong in the atmosphere. If I'm at a place or just in my private times at home in prayer, I just, you know, pray in the spirit, get off really deep in the spirit. I mean, that's that fragrance that just overtake me. And not everybody can smell it. And the Lord showed me, he said, well, you're, and I'm thinking, oh, that's the same smell in heaven. And I smell it a lot. And he said, yeah, he said, it comes by discerning the spirit because someone could be standing next to you and not even smell it. But I thought, yeah, that's right. And so I kept, I kept wanting people to smell it. And, and I, people have. I've talked to some. They said, oh, yes. They said, oh, you mean that smell that smells like these beautiful roses? It's almost intoxicating, very sweet. I said, yes, that's it. 
it's like a like like they I've heard it said it's like a buffet of your senses gets the gets it just pours out on you everything you're you're overwhelmed you're what you're hearing what you're seeing all the sights the sounds the smells everything and the taste of the fruit that I ate it's just glorious you had a just, taste of fruit just, yes when I tasted the fruit I ate uh when Abraham told me to pick off a piece of fruit and I put that in my mouth and it just tasted oh the best thing you've ever tasted in your life just so refreshing, so quenching, it just exploded inside. It felt like it just went off like an explosion in me. The power of God came into me. The power of God came in you. Listeners, if you just tuned in, I'm speaking with Betty Cohn. Betty Cohn had a near-death experience at the age of 17 uh, after a, a car accident, and she went up into heaven, and she's sharing some of the experiences that she saw there. So the atmosphere is incredible. You hear angels singing, and everything is fine. And now there has to be a point that is a, is it Abraham, or how do you meet Jesus? Well, Abraham told me that I had an appointment with the king. Uh, I didn't really understand what that meant, but it seemed like it was okay. Everything just flows perfectly in heaven. But I just, okay, well, you know, and then I saw the whole crowd was just, oh, here he comes. And I look over there, and he's coming on this huge ball of light. It looks like a, almost like just a ball of light was sitting on top of the earth. He's going over these little rolling hills, very slowly moving. And so then he comes to the top of the hill, and then he tells me to go up to meet him. And um, I got halfway up. And I lost strength. So then that's when he had, had took me over to the shrub to eat some fruit. See, see, I didn't realize then, but I know now. God says, yes, the power of God. Because you receive, because it says the trees, the, those are the trees of, of life, and the fruit is for the healing of the nations and for the healing of us. It's just like more of God's power came into me. Then I had the strength to walk up because I was spiritually weak because I wasn't very old in the Lord. And I wasn't that, wasn't really uh, walking strong with him. I had not developed spiritually. And even in heaven, you have to be at a certain spiritual stature, unless you were just a child, but, you know, was that age of accountability beyond that. So I just didn't have the spiritual strength that the fruit gave it to me. And so I was able to walk up and meet him. He stood right in front of me. Wow. Yeah, you were only only 17, so this, it must be having a wow effect on you. Glorious, glorious. Wow, what a fascinating story. Listeners, it's time for a break. And when I return, Betty will talk about how she had a conversation with Jesus pleading to stay in heaven. But he said, no, your destiny has not been fulfilled. What's your story? We're looking for stories of hope and overcoming life's struggles with God's grace. Your story validates God's love, mercy, restoration, and forgiveness. We want to help you share your story with the world. Visit our website, thepromoter.org, and click on the Share Your Story link and submit your story. Your testimony of God's amazing grace will change a person's destiny for eternity. This is Ron Myers. It is finished. My book, The Promoter. It took me three years and, well, my story, it is a wild story. I will share things that I have never shared with anyone from my childhood to my days as a promoter. I did anything to make a buck. I was hungry for attention and publicity. I really wasn't a good person. Sex, drugs, and money was driving me. But something happened on the road to become a millionaire. I ran into God. My story is written for you. 
As you read the book, God will speak to you through the pages and your dreams will come alive and hope will be restored. Check out my book, The Promoter. It's available on my website, thepromoter.org or online at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and iTunes. There will be a day with no more tears, no more pain. No more fears There will be a day When the burdens of this place Will be no more We'll see Jesus face to face Welcome back, listeners. I'm talking with Betty Cohn, who at age 17, she was in a car wreck and had a near-death experience, was transported into heaven, met Abraham, Abraham introduced her to the king, King Jesus, and Betty, you had told me that when you're talking with Jesus, now you're seeing parts of your life, right? Well, I don't remember all the details. I just remember he was scanning. I knew instantly he was scanning from birth to death of my whole life. Like a little film, the pictures were just going by real quickly. So I knew that was because I was looking at it like, okay, that's from birth to death. I mean, that's, that's my whole life, even the future. That I hadn't even lived out yet. So I saw this, but I know at some point something I saw, you know, there was some good and, and maybe some bad. I don't know. I don't really remember that in detail, but I just know because it, it happened so fast, so quickly. But I just remember taking note of that in my mind. And so at some point, though, I maybe felt overwhelmed or guilty about not living for him, really. Uh, but his love just overwhelmed me. He just, would, he just wouldn't let you think anything or feel anything negative for very long because he just pours his love out. He was just revealing his love and compassion and understanding and everything all over me. He was just showing me who he is. Beautiful. Amazing. And you told me, Betty, that um, at one point he said that uh, you needed to return back to earth because he wasn't finished with you, but uh, you didn't want to go, did you? No, I didn't. Even of the stories I've heard from people, no one wants to leave. It's just too glorious. It's like, because this is home. It's like, this is where I belong. This is home. This is wonderful. But Betty, you told me something, and I I think this is really an important part. I want the listeners to know that uh, there was a part that Jesus showed you some lights or little lights, and, and I'll let you describe it in your own words about those were the prayers of people praying for you. Tell us about that experience. When I was standing right there with him and we're debating, you know, and I'm saying I don't want to leave and he's telling me I need to go back. Then all of a sudden I'm seeing this. It's like they're just in the atmosphere. They're coming up and there's little twinkling lights of mist, like fragrance almost, like mist of lights. And they're just twinkling the lights back and forth. And I that I could feel them. They're like a magnet pulling me back. I could feel something is pulling at me, you know, like to go back. And I could feel that. And I, I said, oh, my gosh. And of course, my question, he knows, you know, everything instantly. I'm like, what is it? He said, those are the prayers of your family that uh, for you to go back. He said, and they're praying my will, and I have to answer them. And wow. so it was really something to get to experience. And uh, as the Bible says, you know, our prayers come right before the throne. Well, they're right up there in heaven. I got to see them and feel them. Very what, powerful. 
Well, and that's one of the things that when you told me your story just really touched me because a lot of people want to know that. They want to know if their prayers are really doing any good. So you're saying from your experience and what happened to you on your trip into heaven that you can tell people out there now listening that, yes, your prayers do not just go and disappear. They do go to the throne room of God. Absolutely. Yes, yes, they do. Prayers are very powerful. And, you know, because he, he answers the prayers according to his will. And he's, um, you know, yes, your your prayers are tangible. They're tangible things that come up in heaven. And they're, they make a, wow. a big difference. Now, what was it, Betty, that convinced you you're standing there in heaven with Jesus? He tells you, you've got to go back. You've got things to do, people to see, places to go. What was it that changed your mind to want to go back and uh, live out your destiny? Well, besides the things he showed me about me being in my own funeral and everything, what it would be if I didn't go back. But then when he told me, he said, now, if you don't go back, we were getting closer right there to enter into the gates of heaven. And uh, he said, no, you, he said, now, stop. You need to go back because if you come any further, you won't be able to go back. And it's not going to be like you think. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to be like this right here that I'm feeling, experiencing. You've got to be kidding. So, but he's showing his hand. He says, no. He says, you'll, if you don't go back and you stay, you'll, you'll be over here in outer darkness. Outer darkness, we automatically think hell, but it wasn't hell in this case. And because there is place in heaven, there's levels in heaven. What he meant was that, there, that I would be in the loss of reward because I had no reward. I had, and a lot of the reward is souls in life that will touch and influence and went to, went to Jesus and, you know, just the fulfilling the call for our life. So I had done really nothing. And so I wasn't going to have rewards. So he was letting me know that it wouldn't be, but I didn't understand that at the time, but he's, in other words, it's darker in comparison to that place of getting your reward. So the rewards are doing the things that God has called us to do, being obedient to the call that's on each of our lives. Is that what you're saying? And a lot of part of that will be the lives and souls that we touch and influence and win to the kingdom. Wow, that's in- incredible. So tell us about your trip back into your body. Okay, well, then, you know, when I finally decided, when he showed me that, because I thought, oh, I, I thought, though, I just didn't make it and I wasn't going to get to stay in heaven. That's not what it meant, but that's what I thought. He knew it. He didn't care because he, I could see he, was, he knew I would know later. He knew. He's like, yeah, why do you commit your life? You'll know all this. I finally decided, yes, I'd go back. And he was so pleased. His whole face lit up, and he just laughed and smiled, and he was just so happy. And so I felt good about that, and I said, okay, I'll go back. I don't really remember so much vividly the trip back. It's just the same way. You know, it's like I'm, all of a sudden I'm in, it's like I'm just, you know, going through the tunnel again. But it seemed like it seemed really fast. And then uh, I do remember seeing, it's like you see in outer space. I could see the planets. I could see in um then, even when we're coming, like in being in an airplane very far away and you're getting closer and closer, then I could see the, I remember coming to the top of the building of the hospital. So I can, I know what that roof looks like. I remember. And you're just going through because you're a spirit. You just go through everything. Going all the way through into my room and then coming into my body. Then, but I do remember the instant I took my breath, it's just like, it tastes like honeysuckle when the breath, you know, when life just quickened back. Wow. my body. And so it's just real sweet tasting for a minute. But it's such a drastic 
thud because, oh my gosh, just being out of your body is glorious uh, enough besides being in heaven. And so my spirit had just taken in all this from heaven and I get in my body and it's like, oh gosh, I felt the pain instantly in my head and it just, you know, it was like, it was just a very sobering feel. And I'm in my body there and I could hear uh, everybody talking. Then I could hear my dad and my brother, a different brother, and they're in the room and they're holding my hand on each side of the bed. And I could hear, you know, they're trying to get me to talk. And my dad kept saying, taking me back like childhood. He's saying, you know, uh, come on, we need to, we need you to wake up, drink some water. Don't you want to drink some water? And he kept on trying to get me to, you know, and he say, say, um, if I, I can be your doctor, he said, let me be your doctor. I'll be your doctor. I'll help you. You know, he just kept on. And finally, it's like I just felt like now I could, or I just decided, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wake up. I can wake up. So I just opened my eyes, and they were, of course, so happy. And I said, and I just started answering like a child. I said, okay, you can, yeah, I want you to be my doctor. You know. Wow. And he, he said, do you want to drink some water? Okay, I'll drink some water. So I did drink the water, and they were, you know, and I started talking. And of course, it's just because people were there at different times on shifts, and of course, when my mother was up there, then with her, and I didn't say very much to them. And then when my mother was there, oh, I just, I just started pouring out, telling what. In fact, it's like I was still experiencing heaven, heaven, and I couldn't quite come out of it. And I said, oh, I said, it's just the most beautiful, beautiful colors. I said, I've never seen anything like it. There's so many beautiful colors. And just the flowers. I just kept talking about the flowers and the colors. It's just the gorgeous. So that taste of heaven are, that taste of heaven had a had a was a destiny changing moment for Betty. Yes. Yes it was. Very I mean, very impactful. Amen. <laughs> and I was telling her that I saw my grandpa too. I said I saw grandpa because her dad. And I said I saw Grandpa Ventura there and I was telling her about that and she wow. just listened, you know. And also, the Lord told me in heaven, he did say, he said, I want you to write everything down that you saw and experienced, and I want you to tell people. So I thought in my mind, you know, I'm just saying, okay, I just need a sheet of paper, just write these things down. Well, I didn't realize that he was telling me to write a book. It took many years before that ever got across to me. So, and then I am writing my book, and I've, of course, not completed it yet, but um, I will get it done. So, Betty, we only have a couple minutes left. With all the experience that you had, what is the one thing that you want to tell the listeners right now, the one thing that God wants each and every one of us to know? That whatever you do, give your life to Jesus. Give your heart to God. Salvation, you need to be born again to to live in heaven. Because if you're not born again, you you can't go to heaven. And he made a way. I mean, Jesus, he's the answer to everything. And he's, he will give you a wonderful, beautiful life. There's nothing to compare. You don't want to miss heaven no matter what. It's glorious. I mean, greatest thing I ever did was committing my life to, to live for the Lord. It's just like a brand new life. Just like somebody just peeled off a film off of this life and everything just was brighter. And it's just glorious. Betty, if listeners want to read the whole entire story, because it's a long story, how do they find you? You're on Facebook, correct? Yes, I'm also on Facebook, and it's under Betty L., the initial L, my middle name, Cone, C-O-N-E. Because I do have two CDs, audio CDs, of the entire experience. Betty L. Cone, C-O-N-E, on Facebook. Yes, on Facebook. And then on Facebook, Uh they could message you to get more information or the full 
audio uh, conversations are the full audio details of the entire story. Is that correct? Yes, yes. They would get the two CDs, and I would just mail them by postal mail to them. Well, Betty, thank you so much for sharing uh, your story today with us. Uh, God bless you, and we'll keep in touch with you and let us know when the book comes out, okay? Okay, I sure will, and thank you very much. It's an honor. When I return my monologue, The Greatest Feeling. Would you like to get the hell out of your life? Would you like to live a life with peace and purpose? We can help you. Simply go to our website, thepromoter.org, and download your free copy of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. This free resource will encourage, empower, and inspire you to become the person God created you to become. It's time to get the hell out of your life and discover your divine destiny. Now, back to Ron. My greatest feeling in life is when I am right with God. I'm living in my destiny zone. But then there are times in my life that I leave the destiny zone because I make mistakes. I stumble. I fall. I make errors in judgment. And when that happens, the guilt, the condemnation, and the shame take over. I don't feel worthy to even come to God in prayer. So what do I do? I confess my sins to God. The Bible says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. When you and I are truly sorry for our sins, God cleanses us from all unrighteousness, gives us a clean slate. I really want to emphasize this to you. But if you are walking around in guilt, shame, and condemnation, you will be spiritually blind and you will not see the things that God needs you to see. In addition, you will be spiritually deaf. You will not hear the things that God needs you to hear. So today, I want to join with you in prayer and ask God to forgive our sins and give us a clean slate. God's desire is for you to dream again, to hope again, to believe again, to smile again. And it all happens when you truly confess your sins and wash away the guilt and condemnation. Join me on this journey of destiny. Your old life is replaced with a new life without guilt, shame, or condemnation. For God did not send Jesus in the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. So repeat after me. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. Change my life. I repent and turn away from my sins. Help me become everything I was created to become. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I believe you died and rose from the grave for me. I commit today and every day to you. In your name, I pray. Amen. I have a free resource called Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Simply go to my website, thepromoter.org, It's free. It's a 52-page PDF file that you can print out and read. It's good, and it gets you excited about life again. Well, my time is up. And remember, when life gets tough, and it will, that I love you, God loves you, and we are on your side. Because this is your time. Now go make it a great day, a great week, and a great life. I'll see you next week. Get the hell out. Get the hell out.
Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.